The Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O. You're underselling it, which means it's awesome and I want in. Sham Schwan, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, buddy. What's happening? Just living the dream in the new year. That's right, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. What's going on with you? How was uh, how was Christmas? Uh, was Christmas was um, nothing but elbows and wrapping paper. It was Beautiful. amazing. Yes. We had uh, all of our kids were there. Mm-hmm. We had one, the family that lives in Hobbs, my oldest daughter, Stephanie, and her family, they, they were there right at the beginning of Christmas morning. I mean, you know, they spent the night. And so they, they opened, we opened all those presents, and then... The slowly the kids who live here in Albuquerque came over, and then with each wave of family that came over, we had a wave of uh, uh, unwrapping presents okay. again. So every time the doorbell rang, the kids were all the grandkids were like, "More presents!" <laughs> and so we just cool. let them all open at the same time, and because it's just hard to keep track, and yeah. especially with the little ones. So it was fun. It was loud Good, and chaotic man. and crazy, but it was a it was a blast. Good. That's awesome. Man. And then New Year's was quiet, just me and Brenda and mm. Riley. Oof. It was nice and quiet. They come in like a wrecking ball and yeah. then they leave. That's... Actually, we had three of our grandkids because our second daughter, her, they got married on. Uh, January first. So, he he. Jake always takes Randy out on New Year's Eve, and they go somewhere for the night and celebrate their anniversary as well as ringing in the new year. So we had the three kids, but they went to bed early. So at like eleven fifteen, we're like, uh, "Happy New Year! Let's ah! go to bed." <laughs> yeah. When you get old, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. And Did, the quiet was nice. Have you guys seen the? Uh, um, I think it's Netflix, and I don't know what other streaming services do, but uh, have this. But you can fake yes the oh, ball really? drop with your <laughs> totally. kids. Totally. So you can tell your kids like, "Oh, it's time," it's and it's time. like eight a.m. and they're mm-hmm. like, "It's almost New Year's," and then you can have your own ball drop, and then you can put them to bed. Yeah, that's, that's why I didn't trust anybody who said they were working on New Year's and did the like little videos at midnight because I was watching them going. Y'all recorded that at like seven. Yeah, yeah. That's not real. This program is previously this recorded. Is totally fake. Yeah. Right? That's so Ain't funny. Ain't nobody really in studio at midnight. Yeah. That's hilarious. So I'm we cracked cracked open our sparkling cider. Woo! Yeah. Toasted in the new year. See, that's that's what you did. It was man. fun, man. It was great. Well, we, it's great living here because you could ten at ten PM you could actually you could watch it drop because yeah. you know, New York time. Yeah. You could watch it. Yeah. But, and uh, we also did a uh, we we've been doing like a Harry Potter marathon. We Brenda we never seen all the movies, so oh, cool. we started watching them, and we have one left to go. Good, even though you know hol- the holidays are over. So, well, I know, right? It'll be here before you know it, though, Sam. It's a weird. I, I've been dreaming about Harry Potter. It's a little scary. I don't. Is that bad? No, that's what oh. happens when that's all you do. I feel like you're it's, totally immersed in a into yeah. a program or a series of movies when you start praying for the characters. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, I do that too. Oh, dear Lord, was be this, with wait, Harry. Was this your first time getting through them all? I've never seen all of them. I've seen, uh, I had seen most of them. I realized after going back and watching them with mm-hmm. Brenda that I had seen parts of every single one of them. Okay. Like when I'm on the road... And I'm at a hotel, and I flip through, and HBO, and maybe one's on, and so I watch like, that part. You actually have watched, watched all of them now. Uh, we have the the last one to go, and no, that I'm is so actually that is actually the one I have not seen yet. Wow, oh, is God. the very final the Dang Deathly it, I Hallows talk Part about Two? This. Yeah, 
But I the can't wait till you get through it. Part so one I saw it. in the theater, actually opening weekend in Artesia, and there were like thirty-five people in the theater. I yeah. was like, this would never have happened in Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. We would have had to stand in line forever. Mm-hmm. We walked right up to the ticket thing and got our ticket. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you, man. But it's they, they're man. Those stories, they are so well written, and and I've said this for years, and everybody like was like, I, I there for a while. I, I kid you not. I remember a time where we we used to do sing back in the M88 days. It was called Freedom Fest. And it was during the summer, uh, Labor Day weekend. And we'd have Christian bands come in and yeah. we'd do this like three-day festival. And I was reading, uh, I believe, The Half-Blood Prince. And I had to create a <laughs> jacket sleeve for the book. And I just wrote Narnia on it. <laughs> And I made it out of like a paper bag, oh, you know, yeah. like so back you could take you, it with you. So I could take it with me because and you didn't want people Freedom to think Fest. you were reading Harry Potter. Because I had I had made the mistake of bringing the book to work. I oh mean, remember, got to remember, this was like a decade ago. Yeah, and I had multiple people confront me on it. Yeah, for when they first like came out, there was quite a bit of controversy. the occult yeah. into like our church mm-hmm. here. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. I'm glad that it's changed. I'm glad that people are actually using their brains and like their own discernment to figure out. Yeah. That maybe just maybe there's more to it. Than it always that. cracked me up. The people that were against Harry Potter liked the Black Cauldron. Oh man, you know, the Disney cartoon, yeah. the Black Cauldron, yeah. or, or even or any, any of the Disney stuff, or yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they're all, it was like they've well, all got it's fantasy. They're Christians, and I'm like, but Rowling herself has said she's a Christian. Yeah, and once you read them all, you understand this beautiful allegory. Of I want to go back and read the books. I, I'm, the movies are well; they are well yeah. done. Yeah. And they no, I mean, no pale, wonder they got critical. Oh, I'm sure. Comparison. Brendan and I were actually talking about that. As good as the movies are, the books are probably, which is always true. Or the books are always better. Mostly true. More detail. The yeah. books are usually better. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we read the Hunger Games and we read the Maze Runner series, and we we kind of have bedtime story. I read to Brenda when that's one of our little things that we do. We haven't done it in a while. Was the Maze Runner uh, books? Were those, that, was the that books good? were because very the, good. The movies were The movies are okay. okay. The movies they, are okay. They could have been better. Yeah, but. yeah, they sure could have, but the books were yeah. crazy. Really? Yeah. In fact, every time I'm reading, you know, I turn the page, I'm like, how much peril can these teenagers be in? Exactly, how much more yeah. peril can... And that's how I feel about the Harry Potter movies, yeah, too. I'm right? like, this poor kid has never gotten a break. First of all, he lives in a closet yeah. for the first part of his life. Yeah. So... It's it's been fun. So I, I think tonight we're going to try to watch the final one. Good man, the final one. Well, speaking of uh, of somebody who just can't get a break or you know lives in a closet, Dilbert joining us on the show. <laughs> oh, Dilbert, man. you there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday. Yeah, calling from your closet in Bozeman, Montana. <laughs> How are uh- you, man? Good man, I'm doing awesome. How are you guys? Doing really good. Doing really good. We uh we so we talked about this yesterday. We yes. uh, kicked off the show and we played some of your uh some of your uh open mic night set. Sam, did you get a chance to hear any I, of his? I uh, did not. I did you watch the video on my Facebook? Good. I didn't. Which go to is look. good because because uh, we've got Sam in studio, Pastor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, who will be very gracious. Um, <laughs> Dilbert, I want to preface this with, we were watching a documentary this morning about Howard Stern, who's like arguably the 
most famous radio guy in king of all media. the history of the universe, and he calls himself the king of all media because he's he conquered the movie world, the book world, the radio world. He's a gajillionaire. And when he started, literally everybody was saying he had zero talent. And there was some clips from like the 70s of him trying to do radio, and it was actually really bad mm. because he was trying to put out a radio voice, and it sounded really bad, he was it himself, right. and this and that. But he never, ever, ever listened to the haters, and now he is where he is. Right. Because okay. he didn't listen to the haters. There you go. I'm prefacing it with that. Well, he changed radio. I mean, he <laughs> was wanna, the I one wanna, who but, changed the way yeah, radio. He, he but created, but he invented not, shock jock. Right. Uh -huh. But that's not that's not the point. The point no. is, he still did it Started regardless out. of what people have to say. Right. Okay. That being said. That being said. What are you doing, Dilbert? Dilbert, what are you doing? I watched the stand-up. What are you doing? What? What is this? I love it. I, well, see? He loves it. So our, our question was, is there a point in your life where you have given it your best shot? Yeah. Maybe it's been years you've been doing it. Is there like a is there a time in your life where you should just, hey, I should probably try something else? Or, you know, nope. even even your friends and family that, that love you, they're like, hey, man, yeah. you should do something else. Do you listen to that? Because most of the time when I hear people's stories... They've had the haters, yeah. and including myself. I'm not a hater. I had haters back when I uh, when I started in radio that said they laughed at me. Yeah. They said I couldn't do it. I, yeah. I don't talk in right. real life, so how could you be on the radio? And I, but I didn't listen to that. Yeah. But after years of hearing the same thing, is there a time where you cut it off? Well, I would say no, man. I mean, and the reason I say that, man, is if I did okay. So say something like happened, you know. Um, you know, I became famous or whatever, and I listen to, I mean, I'm going to go on every day, man, just like, I watch the celebrities in the feedback they get. There's always going to be those haters. There might be, you know, there might be many haters. Sure. I mean, there's going to be people who like you. There's going to be people who hate you. Okay. And, you know, my whole point is, is, you know, just be I mean, do what you love. But but your point that I that I hear you're trying to make is when you get famous, let's say you're at the end of your life. Let's say you continue <laughs> to do this until you're 85 years old and you're on your deathbed and you never became famous, but you continued to do stand-up comedy and nobody really laughed. You just constantly got hated on and people told you not to do it. How are you going to feel? Are you going to be okay with that? Is that going to be something... Because it sounds like you want to be famous, not necessarily do what you love. No, no, I, I wouldn't care. I want to do what I love. I'll keep doing it. Okay, okay, all right. Good answer. Question for you. On that note, continuing to do what you love, um, is there is there a reason for the gloves mm. in your stand up yes. shtick? Yes. Oh, it was super cold out. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Was it? But let me, Sex? let me, can I go back just for a second for anybody else that's just joining us? I was in Montana for Christmas and uh, I asked Dilbert to do a show, like find an open mic night, and he did. So I, I went out and I watched Dilbert perform at uh, this club and I filmed it and put it up on my Facebook page if you guys want to go watch it. And uh, I didn't even notice it. But when, but when I had uploaded the video, the listeners started pointing out that you were wearing snow gloves, winter gloves, while we were in this heated room. 
It was very hot in there. There were so many people, and you were wearing your gloves. Why didn't you take them off? Were you scared of losing one? No, no, I, I just keep my gloves on whenever I wear them. You don't take them off. Um, and, no. Okay. No reason, really? You just keep them on? So I have a question for you, Dilbert. Because we watched the stand-up, and I've always been the biggest advocate for you to d- continue to do stand-up. And it was like, this guy's really funny because he's awkward and it's a shtick. But then I watched the stand-up, and it felt less like a shtick. And so this is your dream. You want to keep pursuing it. Um, so how do you grow in this um, and not stay stagnant in, say, maybe the same bit over and over and over? What, do you, what are you doing in 2019 to continue to pursue your dream and to grow your skill in your passion? Well, I have to do as much comedy as I can. I mean, uh, go to the open mics and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, just uh, for my comedy, I mean, I, I I watch other comedians. I, you know, I watch the videos and I learned from them, like, what they do. And, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld's a good comedian. Yeah, he, uh, he'd go out every day and, you know, just, uh, you know, get his routine from what he saw that day. Okay. He'd write it down. All right. So as far and, as this uh, open mic night, as far as the material that you uh, used when, you know, when you went up there, are you going to get rid of that material? Or are you going to continue to work that material? Because let me let me play a clip here from the open mic night, okay? And there was about, what would you say, about 20 people in the room? Yeah. About 20 people. So here's Dilbert, and uh, here's him doing his open mic night set. All right. So real stuff, I like the relationships on Facebook. I like when um, the couples, you'll get a person, you'll get the couple posting a picture. The guy will be like this. Nobody can And then you have the girl be like, man, you guys look like a happy couple. <laughs> I also like, I like when um, people will be like, the post status, the status will be, today is going to be an awesome day. I'm going to go run out. I'm going to jump for joy. Today, everything's going to be awesome. I forgot about that part there, uh, Dilbert. Maybe you should clean up your act a little bit, by the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know hey, I'm saying? I was trying to come up with, like, the, you know, I, I didn't uh, learn to that. Oh, yeah, well, that's good. Maybe you should clean that part up, though, I'm just saying. But, all right, so we didn't hear anybody laughing, right? Oh, that's fine, I laughed. Wait, <laughs> wait, what? What'd you say? I, I would say as long as I'm having fun, I laughed. So I, as long as care. you, oh, so as long as you laughed... Then, but, but but you understand, like, as a stand-up comedian, your job is to make other people laugh. That's why people want to come and watch you. Yeah, well, I'm not going to give up. I just keep going, you know? So here's a question. Work out. Here's a real question for you, man. Like, honestly, this is a, for real. No, like, radio jokes or anything. Real question for you. Because mm. I think sometimes there's a difference between haters who are just trolling and hating on you, and there are people with expertise in a field who can offer constructive criticism and critique you in a way that says maybe there's something to this criticism and I should 
take it seriously because I believe in your passion and I believe what you're saying that, hey, I really want to do this. But I remember when I first started in radio and I thought I was awesome and I was terrible. Mm. And I go back and listen to that and I realize, man, I'm so glad I listened to the people in my life that were placed above me who had some expertise in radio and said, well, try this or what if you did this? And, and maybe if you change this up a bit. And there were some pretty important people in my life that helped me um, grow in my passion for radio to where it could become something that became my job and career because I wasn't destined for the career in radio that I thought I was if I had just continued to not listen to anybody and just do what I wanted to do. I think there's wisdom sometimes in hearing people who love you say, hey, bro, mm. maybe it's more than just this. Maybe we got to develop saying. some things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's my thing with comedy is I, I get what you're saying, and yeah, I, I take that to heart. Um, but comedy is comedy. One of the worst things I, I don't like about comedy myself for comedians is their planning with comedy. I don't find it funny. I don't find Like, I go up there and I improvise. Okay. And I... That's just me as a person. If, if I if I go out there or whatever and, you know, I plan out this stuff because I'll see people, you know, look at the joke they wrote when they're on stage. I'm like, dude, this is just not funny. So you're I mean, that's okay. me, though. Okay, but yet that's what I noticed. That a lot of comedians, they were looking at their phone. They would, like, write notes down. And so they were, like, trying to work their material by reading some of their stuff. Yeah. Which, instead of memorizing it. Instead of memorizing it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you're saying you just kind of go up there and you want to wing it and improvise and kind of just go off of some of the topics that you want to talk about. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I find that more comedical. Um, and it, it's just something like, you know, like, what was he talking about? You know, something like that. That I think that's more funny. Yeah. Um, rather than just planning because it's just like, yeah. you know, like... So, yeah. Okay. Well, our whole thing on this is like because Rodney he on YouTube said, "How long has Dilbert been doing this? If it's been ten years, then it's okay. It's time to move on. But if it if he hasn't been on stage for at least four years, he's got to keep going. Yeah. It takes time, Dilly. Go for broke. And you've been doing it for like ten years. Well, like I said, there's there's always so many people. I could be. I mean, I could be doing it and like say I had a whole crowd of people. Uh -huh. They all laugh, and then there's always going to be one person. I know, I know what you're going to say, well, these people didn't laugh. Okay. But there's that whole crowd of people. There could be that one time where that whole crowd of people laugh. That's true. There's going to be that one person who's like, oh, man. Okay. No, this guy sucks. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> So, right. question for you, because you talked about, like, Jerry Seinfeld being a master of his craft. Did you know that he actually preps and plans and writes out his entire routine before he does it and practices his bits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's not how he rolls. Right. I'm not saying you have to rip him off. I'm just saying like it, it I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Cause I feel you a lot of times, uh, Dexter and I, we improvise a lot on sure. radio, but did you know that there's actually a structure behind the show and Dex plans out hours of content for us that I know ahead of time, like, hey, we might go here, we might go here, we might go here, and I just have things locked and loaded in my brain and ready to go roll with the punches so I can improvise, but there's still planning and strategy behind it right. for it to be successful. 
Right. I want, I'm not discouraging you, bro. I want to encourage you exactly. in 2019 to be a better stand-up comedian. This is your passion. I don't want to extinguish the flame, but two years ago you came on the show and you did a stand-up bit, and it was almost the exact same material. I haven't mm-hmm. seen any growth, and I want to see growth from you guys. So let's ch- let's change it up, is what we're saying. Try let's try something completely different. Like instead of going up and just winging it, the process that you're using it, let's try something completely different, and let's try to memorize some skits and some stories. Yeah. So that way, you can like maybe that's what you need to do. You're you got to be trying it, some different things. You I know? believe in you. I believe in you. Okay. All right. I believe in yeah. you. And steal people's jokes. No, okay. Don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. I think it's fine. But I believe in you. You know? It's not stealing Yeah, if you no, I appreciate that. Exactly. I, yeah. Honestly, I, I've taken your guys' criticism, criticism in, yeah. and I, I really appreciate that. Mm. So, wow. um, And another thing I listened to, too, when you were talking is, you know, I heard you tell jokes and stuff, but, I mean, there's a, there's more stuff can go off that joke mm. rather than just, like, right away, like, say, you know? Yeah. Like, yes. build up the joke. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, hang in there. You know, you know. I love you. I've always had your back. And uh, I love your passion. I, I love the fact that you got up there. When most of us wouldn't get up there, you have to respect that. Yeah. You even kind of nudged me, and you're like, hey, you want to go sign up? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> no way. Are you kidding me? And I kind of do in I think you some ways. Awesome, dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know what to say. I mean, it's one of those things. I, I, if I would have planned it out and I would have had like, right. s- then I probably would have done it. But I'm here, not going to walk up there and wing it. Like, here's the thing, Dilbert. I get, I get what you're saying about different comedians doing different things. Dex gets here at like 3 a.m. and preps and plans an entire show. Like, he has like three shows planned in this one show that we're doing today. And I, on the flip side, get here and wing it. But I'm also a sidekick man yeah like it still takes prep and planning and like you do you yeah but i would recommend checking out some masters in the field that you love and seeing what they do how they prep and mimic that seriously okay all right if you fail to plan you plan to fail oh man that was in my fortune cookie literally this week that's it was good. Write that deep. down. If you deep. fail to plan, you plan to fail. I just go. made that up out of the if top of my plan, head. I don't know why I got that. Yep. If you fail to plan, yes. you plan to fail. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude. All right. Get get on it. You can do it. Get another open mic night. Let's yes. do it. We'll talk to you soon, buddy, okay? Oh yeah. And thank you so much for coming out, dude. I you really bet. appreciate it's it. Good seeing you. So. Proud of you, buddy. Proud right. of you. Buddy. We'll see you. All right, let me see you guys. Alright. Bye. Young Dilbert. Bozeman, Montana. Pastor Sam, was I mean? No. No. No, I don't think you were mean at all. We've had him on the show for the last few years. I th- I think the way that the way that you spoke truth to him mm-hmm. was very kind. Yeah. And truthful. And uh, sometimes, I mean, you have to be frank, but you can be kind in your frankness. But can I still be me? You can be... I don't want to be frank. You can be Steve-O <laughs> slash Frank. Okay. Your alter ego Frank, mm, frank. is coming out. Yes. I, I like usually that. I like to use that term instead of honest. <laughs> ah, Can I be honest with you? Oh wait, that means are you, you lie telling me sometimes? that you have been dishonest mm. the entire time that you've been talking Makes to sense. me? Yes. I don't mind if you're being frank with or me or blunt or yes. blunt. Yes. Same thing. Okay. 
But I thought, no, you were not unkind. Okay. I was ready to jump in. If oh, you if you were unkind, I was coming after you, bro. Okay, you're real. I was going to be honest and real. Dilbert. I want. I don't I want know. him to like be I, discouraged. And I, everything but... I heard you tell him, I would wholeheartedly agree. Which is funny because I remember when I first started on radio. His name is Joey Belleville. Yeah. Some call him Brodus. I remember he would sit in when I would track. I would pre-record some things and try and get going. And there are times where he'd just go and hit the space bar and go, "Stop. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> That's horrible." And I was like. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. I can't believe you'd like you're my yeah. best friend. Why would you say that to me? <laughs> I'm your sensei. No, but seriously, yeah. I remember, and, and those yeah. were his exact words. And it was like, oh well, what do I do differently? <laughs> yeah. And I'll never forget. I was I was at that moment mocking a jars of clay song. I, I still remember to this day. That's yeah. And it I was walking, mocking a lyric, and I'm like, but that's funny. And he goes, but not everybody's gonna find that funny. And here's what you need to do. And here's here's a craft craftier way to do this and to say this and yeah. you can be you can still be original and, and, and as far as being funny and original he is one to learn from for he sure he is he's one of the masters he's one of the funniest so, dudes i've ever met which is funny because now he, he'll in turn say like i i've kind of taken that and gone i just i'm a little more raw <laughs> <laughs> a little more i just want to be real yeah and so yeah sometimes real is not pretty <laughs> peeling the band-aid off slowly yeah is painful i can't it like off. it's hard it is hard dilbert <laughs> i know right. it's very hard yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh, but okay. seriously, I think we sh- we could all like. I want to hear that advice for myself and go. I need to take that in 2019. Yeah. Like whatever it is that we're doing that we're passionate about, I think sometimes we just kind of like get complacent. Yeah. Even like in our walk with the Lord, whatever it is, and we just kind of go with what we know. Like, all right, I'm going to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. I'm going to read it this I, time. I've been preaching for a long time to students, to adults. I've been preaching for a long time. It's what I do. Yeah, man. I am currently reading a, another book on preaching because I want to sharpen good. my skills a little. I don't want to yeah. get caught because it's easy to get caught in a rut. Preach. Mm-hmm. Kind of say the same things, get, you know, our little pe- preacher cliches. Yeah. And, Dude, Dex because is the one that. Because if you don't, if you. If you fail to plan, you plan, you to, plan fail. to fail. Dex has seriously pushed me in that a lot uh, this last year because of, and I'm going to name some names that people are going to be like, <gasps> but like Joe Rogan and Howard Stern, these are people that like I hear every morning because they're people that we listen, listen to, listen to and it has nothing to do with the content. It has to do with the fact that Joe Rogan has the number one podcast in the world and Howard Stern has the number one radio program in the world. Why are they successful in yeah. their field? Mm. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the content that they're sharing. Sharing. It has to do with the show they are presenting. Yeah. And the two things, the things that I come back with every time I listen to them is they are just themselves. Yeah. They are absolutely authentic. Yeah. They are real. And humans gravitate to that authenticity because they want to hear, oh, I struggle with that or I'm dealing with that or I've, and you can laugh at that because you go, I've been in that situation or I have. And so it's really sharpened us, I believe, yeah. listening to professionals in that particular field who are excelling at it. Yeah. So And there's there's a point in your career too cuz you know when I first got into radio I wanted to mimic and copy right other radio personalities right. because I didn't know how to do it. It's right. like when you're at a job you're trying to learn the craft and the skill and you have to you have to be taught. Yeah. So you're mimicking but then as you grow and you learn you start to make it your own. You mold it. Right. Your personality starts to come out and that's what you kind of have to be careful with. It's I think it's okay to copy. Sure. I see that, especially you being a preacher, Sam. I think it's the same thing. We were uh, at, at the Petersons last night. We were flipping through the channels, and we saw a bunch of uh, preachers on some of the different channels. And all of them sounded exactly the same. Yeah. And you even go to churches, and the pastor will sound like 
pretty much any pastor out there. Sometimes. Dude, you yeah. know? So they kind of copy Sometimes. each other all yeah. the time. It's like yeah. the same wordage and formula and, and the way that they pray. And you're like, wow, you guys all sound the same. There's nothing creative or original or yep. like yeah. you don't stand yeah. out different than the next guy you know the word doesn't change but our delivery right sure can yeah we can like sharpen our skills we, right. yes yeah. right yeah. so um that's and, how you i i believe you want to give somebody you want to you want your audience to be able to, to relate to you first um because they, they tune in because they they connect with you you want to connect with your audience yeah. if you can't connect with them why are they going to listen to you right. right all right so that's why you have to be open you have to share your life you know you have to share your your failures with them, you know, because they can relate to that. Yeah. Because yeah. we all are struggling. We're all going through all these different things in our lives. So there has to be that connection. But you also have to ha- be yourself. You can't, people can see right through it. If you're faking it and yeah. you're trying to put on an act, people can, well, oh, like, they're not yeah, when you hear a preacher who's, who uses himself for a lot of illustrations to make the point of, of how we should be. Yeah. Mm. If, if, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you have to be this way according to what the scripture says. Like me, the other day I did da da da, da mm. and make and put yourself in that positive light all the time. I'm a little leery when I hear guys like that cuz I'm like, do you really have it all that together? Yeah. Oh no, we, I gravitate more that. to somebody who talks about their failures. Yeah, and I and I oh, I mean yeah. I, and God yeah. I might share a success, but then I'll follow it right up with now that's the one time I got it right. Right, exactly. Because let me tell you three times that I got it wrong yep. kind right. of a thing. Yeah. To because I don't want I don't want anybody to think when I'm in the pulpit that I am sharing this with them because I've got it all figured out and they got to get on board with me. Yeah. That's that's not the point. The point is to to proclaim the word yeah, man. and rightly divide the word of truth yeah. and share the truth of what the scripture says and then illustrate it with uh, anecdotal stories that will help connect right. or to help enhance what, not enhance, but to help them to have a an yeah. understanding a to understanding connect, a clearer, what, more clear understanding. Sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break, Sam. A break. Um, and Buck's calling, of course. Oh, so. Buck. Right when we're taking a break. Hey, Buck, we're going to have to call you back. We're taking a break. We'll call you right back. What? We'll call we're you right back. We're taking a break. We, gotta, we have to take All a right. break. All right. All right, we'll call you right back. <laughs> Sam Swan hanging out with us. Live from the Dreamstyle Remodeling Star 88 Studios. You guys want to chime in? We're hanging out on YouTube Live. If you guys want to watch the show, Star 88 FM. We'll be right back. It's the Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O on Star 88. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning, YouTubers. Thanks for hanging out with us. Love you guys. All you people that podcast us through iTunes or through the app. We're on demand through the app. You can stream us live, Star 88. Thank you. Love you. Love you guys. Somebody just chimed in and said, I used to listen to Buck and Dex, and I was so bummed when they went off air. In search of a new station, I tried a few others that were terrible, and then I tuned into 88.3 and found Steve-O. Loved his show from the start, and then one day I heard a familiar voice. It was Dex, and I was so happy. You two together are the best ever, no doubt in my mind. I listen every day. Thanks for quality radio that no other show comes close to. You had positivity in my life. And to many others. Thank you. Oh, wow. I wanted to share that right before we called Buck so you'd remember who's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Buck. Gosh, I just don't miss hanging out with that guy okay, at all. Okay, stop just, it. You know, we had we had uh, maybe one. I had one good. Was there one? Wow. Maybe two? Wow. <laughs> two times. You're a terrible friend. Two oh, times. gee. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. Buck. 
Buck, uh, I thought he was on the phone. Wow. Now you just sound like a jerk. Man, I'm embarrassed is what I am. You just sound like a terrible friend. It was a joke, man. It was a joke. Mm-hmm. I thought he was on the phone listening <laughs> to me. I've got to tie my shoe. Tie your shoe, dude. You're going to trip and fall. Can't have that. Workman's comp and everything. <laughs> I reached Aaron Buck for... Oh. Aaron? Oh. Aaron Buck? Is that you? Yes. Hello. Hi, bud. Hello, why did, sir. Why did you just hang up on me? Oh, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah. I think you muted it. You muted your phone or something. No, I didn't mute my phone. Well, we couldn't hear you, buddy. We couldn't hear you. Oh. How, How are, are you guys? And we're good, man. How about you? I'm good. I'm doing a little prep work right now. Nice. I heard you uh, talking about people that excelled in their in their fields of broadcast, so I figured I would just call and, you know, being I'm one of those people. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what? Well played, sir. Yes, yes. That is a, that is a great Perfect. call. You know what? I do want to say, I, I want to say this on air. One, thank you so much for spending New Year's Eve with me. I thought it was a fantastic yep, show. And and truthfully, I really, really enjoyed us doing a show together without Dex. Yeah, did you guys have a good time? Yeah, there was no bringing up the past. There was no <laughs> arguing or backbiting. <laughs> and we were able to just have a really good time. Good, good, guys. That's good. We, we did have a fun time. That was good, good times. Yeah, good. Good I'm times glad. and great oldies on That's right. your station. That's, uh-huh. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you get a chance to listen to Young Dilbert? You know what? I actually missed everything. I just yeah. heard that he was on the phone right at the very end, and I missed that. So I'm going to go back and listen to it. But yeah, um, you know, I've got to say, it takes gumption for him to do what he's doing. Mm. You know, I, I hear people talking about that a lot. Comedians, you know, like specifically Joe Rogan, like he's uh, he talks about people that go out and they write their own material, and even if they're terrible they're still doing stand-up comedy. Mm. And there has to be something said for that. Yeah. Because that takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of gumption mm. to get up there and do that. Yeah. But yeah. We, we were kind of talking about, all right, is there a cutoff, though? That, you know, 10 years of trying to excel and to, you know, be, be one of those extraordinary comedians. Is there a point where you just have to hang it up? I guess everybody, everybody, that's, that's for everybody to decide for themselves, right? You should never allow people to dictate that, right? Like, you have to be that person. Or maybe not. Well, I don't no, know. I mean, it's, it's one thing if you're like a single individual like Gilbert is. You know, I mean, he's probably never going to be married. So <laughs> I, if I you're a single that. person and you're, you're, you're chasing that dream, <laughs> no. there's nothing wrong with that. But okay. if you're a person like myself, yeah, who is married? You have kids in your fifties, and you're trying to do, and you're trying to do this to make a living. Yeah, you know, then you probably should give yourself a time limit. Like, if I haven't done anything in three years, then I'm going to move on. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. You're right, and that's it. Dilbert, he's single, doesn't have kids, and uh, you know what? He can do it till the day he dies. You know what? You just you know what, man. Good for him. Let him try. Yeah, and if he's happy, and it sounds like he is, then just hey, let him do Hey, you know it. him well. Did you think I was being too negative? Well, I didn't hear it. That's the thing. I, I missed, he didn't hear I missed all almost it. all of it. That's so. true. Well, I Steve literally o- just heard Dilbert say something on the phone before he hung up. Uh, Steve-O just was, he wasn't mean or anything. He was just being real and being like, hey, man, uh, there, you probably shouldn't be he was in this on, career, He was basically. on two years ago, and he did a, he did his stand-up routine, and it was almost the exact same material. And so he hasn't grown. He hasn't done anything. And I just wanted to know what he was trying to do to like develop his skill in this craft that he loves so much. But 
it, basically it just amounted to, you know, I think I'm funny, so I'm going to keep doing it. But hasn't he already, like <laughs> I, I said this yesterday, Buck, he's kind of conquered what every comedian fears the most, and that's getting heckled and nobody laughing. Like he was up there on stage and there were 20 people in the audience. Nobody was laughing. Okay. But he just pushed through. He moved through his routine and like a champ. And I kind of have to, res- you have to respect that. So he's, he has gotten better in some ways where as a comedian, that's my fear of going up there and nobody laughing. And then me just dropping the mic and running out like Napoleon dynamite. Like that's my fear, but he didn't do that. You know, everybody's going to bomb. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody bombs. It doesn't matter if it's Joe Rogan or Louis C.K. or Jerry Seinfeld. Or, it doesn't matter. Everybody bombs. You know, that's, that's the thing. And you just have to roll with it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're going to bomb. It, it happens. You know, I would love to do a stand-up comedy some bit or sometime, you know. I mean, I've been writing some stuff, and, and I have stuff kind of in the hopper. And maybe one day I'll, I'll take a crack at it, you know. But, I mean, I think the key to, to, to doing good stand-up comedy from all the research that I've done is that you just have to keep writing all the time. Yeah. You know, you're constantly writing. And, I mean, when you hear people like Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan and Jerry Seinfeld and, you know, whoever, you know, talking about it, all of the great comedians say the same thing. You just have to continue writing comedy. You work and if it. you continue writing comedy, you're going to work out those bits and it's going to work. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. So hopefully Dilbert's listening right now. And Dilbert, Uncle Buck says, keep keep your chin up, kid. You're, you're doing a good job. Hey, I man. Can't, like, it's hard. You're, you're still on the line, and we got to keep you on the line because I don't want you to go away. It sounded like you're wrapping up. And since we've got Sam in studio and you on the phone, and it's the Friday of Wild Card Weekend, can we please talk some NFL football? Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Good. Would you like my picks? You're you're sports guy, and uh, this weekend we've got like some some matchups, and the latest odds are in. And um, I wanted to talk odds and the fact that there are four teams who have worse odds than the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. What do you mean they have worse odds? Like higher spread? Worse odds of winning. Um, Yeah, so we got odds to win Super Bowl 53. Of course, you and I talked about this on New Year's Eve. New Orleans Saints are still number one uh, in their current odds. They're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Second place is the Kansas City Chiefs, your team. Um, But then you go down the list and you look, and there are four teams who have worse odds than the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the biggest wild card underdog this weekend so do you want to give your picks for this weekend's games or do you want to talk about these odds my friend well we can whatever you want doesn't matter you want to go ahead and lead the conversation and i'll just follow well i'm I'm wondering if you can guess the four teams that have worse odds than the uh than the philadelphia eagles well i already know i already know because i watched this thing on cbs sports the other day of course you did because you're you (laughs) he's up Uh, on it he knows what's up. Of course. Yeah, the, Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Seattle Seahawks all have worse odds than the Eagles of winning the Super Bowl. That's Is that act- right? That's actually not correct anymore. The odds have been updated are- as of uh, January 3rd, which was yesterday. The Seattle Seahawks, the Indianapolis uh-huh. Colts, the Houston Texans, and the Dallas Cowboys. 
The Ra- the Ravens now actually have better odds than the Eagles, but uh, these teams have uh, terrible shots at winning. Apparently, I'm sorry, and I wanted to do this because Sam's a huge Cowboy fan. So, uh, oh, are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he really sorry. is. He he really right, really man. is. Change your heart. So. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> so we've got Wild Card Weekend this weekend, and of course, I mean it's football. So I'm pretty sure that all sports fans are going to be watching yeah. uh, the Wild Card Weekend. But uh, okay, we've got the Colts taking on the Texans. Who 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 you guys got there? Sam. I I. I think the Texans are going to beat the Colts. Wrong. I, that's what I think. I, I'm going the other way on that. I'm going Andrew Luck has owned okay. the Houston Texans no, twice this year. That's a good point. And that's a great point. He's going to do it again. The first time they first time they played, I think they beat them by a deficit of like 39 points. Yeah. I mean, they it was bad. Okay. It was bad. I think Indy's got Houston's number, so I'm taking Indy at Houston. I'm actually taking... All of the road teams. Are you? Wow. Okay. Well. Well, no, I'm not taking all the road Spoiler alert! Teams. Come taking, on, bro. Spoiler alert! I'm, We're I'm, going I'm, a game I'm, at a time. I'm, Stop it! Stop okay. it! You said I lead. You follow. I lead. Take my okay, hand. You lead. Go ahead. Put your hand on my waist and shut up. No. All right. All right. There we go. Or is it shoulders? I don't know how to yeah. dance. All right. I'm a Baptist. So, I can't dance. According according to the pros, they've got the Colts beating the Texans uh, with a four point spread. So it's twenty four to twenty okay. Colts over Texans. Oh, okay, Most people okay, are saying okay, the same okay. thing that you're saying, Buck. Okay. Andrew Luck's got his number, and they've won uh, nine out of their last ten games. So they're kind of on a tear. Um, the other Saturday game, the Seahawks and the boys. Who you got, Sam? <laughs> My heart, my heart yes. has picked the Cowboys. Well, yeah. Yes. But my brain really is so confused. Yes. Really? No, I think I. Your brain. I think Andy, the Cowboys. Your brain shouldn't be confused about this. Yeah, this I know. Is not a confusing situation. I, I'm nervous. I, I think the Cowboys can beat the Seahawks. Wrong. Depends on which Cowboys team shows up. Mm. That that's kind of how I feel about it. Okay. Ba- based I'll tell on you right it, now, Russell they're on a roll. Jesus in his corner and. You know, I don't see anything stopping <laughs> so the Seahawks Dak. down in Dallas. So does Dak Prescott. What does that mean? Dak Prescott loves Jesus, Jesus more. That's okay, what it comes down that's to. That's not what it comes down to. Oh, man. I think Jesus loves Seattle more than Dallas. Uh, it, it is a much more beautiful city, I will say that. Yeah. So, um, they have bald eagles flying around everywhere. Yeah. According to the AP Pro Picks, actually. The Cowboys will be victorious in this one, Ooh. but the score they've Wrong. they've posted is twenty one twenty is the it's average score. It's going to go either it's way. It's going to go either way. Yeah. I got the boys on that. one. I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I think the, the Cowboys going to pull okay, it out. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I think. I think. Hold on. Hold on. I think Seattle's going to win that game by at least seven points or more. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. Zeke sat out. Yeah. The Cowboys still won in dramatic fashion. At the Meadowlands, I get it, it's the Giants, but they always play the Cowboys. Dude, they were playing the Giants. They are on a win high right now because that was an epic comeback without their star running back, who on Wednesday said he is so ready to to play this game. I I think the Cowboys are going to take it. Yeah. All right, Sunday's games. Chargers, Ravens. Boring. (laughs) Yeah. Does anybody, anybody going to watch that game? I know that's the one game that I don't even <laughs> so think I'm going to watch. Let, let, let me go. Let me go ahead and lead this one off. I'll tell you right now, the Los Angeles Chargers are probably, in my opinion, the second best team in the AFC right now. <laughs> okay, they're only they're only second behind 
the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe that the Chargers have had a couple of things happen recently over the past like two weeks that are going to get them probably fairly deep into the playoffs. So there's a gentleman on defense by the name of Joey Bosa. He just came back two weeks ago. So you have to figure when these guys come back, they've got to kind of shake the rust off a little bit. He didn't play all year. And this guy is a, a tremendous defensive player. So really, on both sides of the ball, they are playing phenomenal football. However, the team that they're playing is the number one defense in the NFL. And now that they have their, the future, their future quarterback in there, this kid is just tearing it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like this game. I think it's going to be a really, really entertaining game. And I think this will probably be the tightest game of the weekend. But I'm actually picking the Ravens to win this game. Okay. Okay. You don't care because it's a boring I, game. Yeah. The pros have uh, the Ravens by one. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with what Buck is saying yeah. in his assessment of the teams, and they're good teams. But I just, I, I have no affinity towards the Ravens or the. It's, so I, I, I don't care. Okay. It, no, well, I, come I, on. I hate the char- I hate the Chargers because they're in the Chiefs division. Yeah, so they are. Yeah, yes, they, they are. I feel you. They can suck an egg. That's why. That's why in this next game, it doesn't matter who's playing. I'm not picking one of them for sure. Oh, speaking of the next game, the final game on Sunday, the Eagles and the Bears. The Bears. The Bears Bears are going to take it. What do you think? There. You don't think? You don't think so? The Bears in Chicago. I think that Nick Foles does something very peculiar starting in December. And from December until February, that guy plays phenomenal football. I mean, something happens with him, and I think I think the Eagles are going to take this. Side note, Steve Ryman is dying because he's been wanting to chime in on this. Yeah. He fly, Eagles oh, fly. Oh, all, all so, yeah. What's interesting is that the Bears are the reason that the Eagles are even in the playoffs because Chicago knocked off the Vikings last Sunday, yeah. allowing yep. the Eagles in the playoffs, and so now they have to face them. I think it's justice that they would beat the Eagles. I, we're going to let you in, but we're going to stop you right here. The, uh, the, the pros picking the Bears, which is interesting because or, the Eagles have uh, have a better better odds on uh, Super Bowl than, than uh, you know the, some of the teams I mentioned earlier, but... A lot of the pros are picking the Bears, and I actually picked the Bears. Yeah. Oh, now you I'm saying the Bears. Bears. Yeah. I'm sorry. The Bears. I'm going the other way on that. I'm taking the Eagles. The Eagles can go. <clears throat> I think it'll be the Eagles and the Saints in the, uh, NFC, in the uh, championship. NFC Championship game. Wow. Uh, wow. Mm, maybe. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be fun. To, yeah. It's going to be great. Let me, let, me, let, me expl- let me explain why. I know that Chicago has Khalil Mack, and mm-hmm. he's like the greatest, one of the greatest defensive players of all time. The Eagles, the reason why they were having such a hard time, their secondary was really, really beat up. But they've kind of adjusted, and that defense is playing much better football now than they were in the past. And you still have to understand, Mitch Trubisky is still a rookie. Yeah, that's I mean, true. He's, you That's know, true. the playoffs are a different animal yep. when you get in there. I mean, you've got true. these coaches that are going to throw, they're going to throw the kitchen sink at you, everything that they could possibly think of. And I think that they could put him in a precarious situation, Mitch Trubisky, that is, and, um, you know, give him headaches. Now, here's, here's my only disclaimer on this game. They're saying that Nick Foles has injured ribs. So... If he does not play, Chicago wins that game. 
But if he does play, the Eagles are going to take that game. Right. <laughs> okay. I got the On that note, we got to go to break. Buck? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Oh, wait. Wow. He didn't, wow. Hang Did he just hang he wow. didn't allow you to hang up he on did. him. Yeah, he hung up on All himself. Right. All right. Good stuff, guys. Good insight, Good Buck. Stuff. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's the guy. He's a sports guy. He yeah. needs to have guy. a sports podcast. All right. Let's take a quick break. Sam Swan hanging out with us. Starmy hanging out with us on YouTube Live at Star 88 FM. We'll be right back.